Hey there, welcome back to Bacon Rap Business. This is Brad Costanzo, and if this is your first time listening to the episode, I want to welcome you to the show. If you are listening on iTunes or on the website, there should be an iTunes button there, go ahead and subscribe. I don't want you to miss a single episode. We've got a lot of great episodes in the backlog. You can go listen to them. I know that uh, the past few weeks we've just been delivering a ton of awesome advice, and I say that because I've been getting a lot of feedback from a lot of listeners saying that it really resonates with them and they're learning more on some of these podcast episodes than they do on uh, courses that they pay for. And that is very intentional. When I get guests on the show that have a lot of value to add, I'm asking them questions for myself first and foremost. I'm asking actionable advice, things that really make an impact in my business, that of my clients, my partners, and my friends, and also ideally in yours. So if you haven't subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, do so now, and you can go over to baconwrappedbusiness.com, click the button to subscribe to the newsletter where I share a lot of really cool things that you don't normally get on the podcast. For instance, one of the last episodes we did was all about how to kind of connect with people at a very high level and expand your social and business network. I'm going to be doing a free training for people only on my newsletter list. Just going into that in a little bit more depth, it won't be on the podcast. You can only get that on the newsletter, once more, at baconwrappedbusiness.com. So speaking of connecting with people at a very high level, it actually was a happy coincidence that I happen to be interviewing today on the show Yannick Silver. So Yannick has been in the entrepreneurial game for what seems like forever. I've been doing this for about eight years in the kind of the digital marketing space where I first discovered Yannick and when I was drinking from the fire hose of knowledge everywhere. He has he has been around for um, long enough to where he's probably seen it all, done a little bit of it all, and connected with some of the most inspirational and high-level entrepreneurs in the business. He is the author of Instant Sales Letters from back in the game. I remember getting that. And he's the host of the annual Underground Online Seminar and Maverick Business Adventures. If you're not familiar with Maverick Business Adventures, it's something that I've always had a, uh, I've been watching closely, had a lot of friends involved with. And it's a group that not only goes, you know, masterminds and talks business and builds relationships, but does some absolutely amazing retreats and uh, creating experiences for entrepreneurs and business folks. He's connected with folks such as Richard Branson, Tony Hawk, Chris Blackwell, John Paul DeJoria, Tony Shea of Zappos, Russell Simmons, and Tim Ferriss. And now he's connected, well, with me. And he is going to share some of the things he's working on today um, with you in the hopes that we can take your business to the next level and, well, watch it evolve. That being said, Yannick, welcome to the show. Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me. Really excited. No, me too. Uh, it's, um, as I said, I, you know, I've, I've followed a lot of your stuff over the years, and I, I really admired the way you've you know, a- approached business. It's been, you always seem to have kind of done things at the next level and uh, kind of stayed a couple steps ahead of the game. So, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, dude, I could, I could think of a million questions to ask you, but I know that one of the things you're working on right now, it's probably near and dear to your heart, is uh, this, this evolved enterprise, right? What, right. Can you, what can you tell me about what you're working on right now? I've I, I got a very personal reason for asking this, but I want to kind of jump right into the meat of this and talk about yeah. what an evolved enterprise is. So let's let's do that. Um, I think it's actually pretty good because it, it fits right in on on the uh, on the intro you gave me. So 
you know, you talked about hosting the, the annual underground event and, and then Maverick Business Adventures. So we actually retired underground after 10 years. Might yeah, be coming at some point. And there's, you know, that actually all fits into this whole idea of Evolved Enterprise. And then Maverick Business Adventures was actually something I kind of looked at my life about eight years ago and I, I asked myself, you know, am I, am I actually really happy doing what I'm doing? And, and the answer was, when, when I got down to it, the answer was no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from the outside looking in, making a lot of money online, uh, had a you know, multiple seven-figure business, had great reputation in the marketplace, which isn't always that easy, had, uh, you know, a lot of things, you know, great family, great, all that stuff that you really want, but I wasn't totally happy. And it kind of forced me to look at, okay, well, what would make me happy in those Funny how that happens, right? Like yeah. a lot of us aspire to, you know, there's that gap of here's where we are. And if once we have this million dollar business, once we have this, 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 we'll, it'll be amazing. And we get there and it seems like it's always about something else that. Yeah. I mean, you can keep, right. So like one of my mentors, this guy, Dan Sullivan talks about uh, the gap and the gap is the, like, you can think of it like the horizon Yeah. and our ideal is the horizon. We're like, okay, yeah, we're just going to get over here. But then once you get there. It's the next thing. And and so to really make sure that you, you truly are living a life that, that you feel content and satisfied, it, it's better to look back on where, where you've actually come. So looking back to point A instead of looking at always looking at what the ideal is because it's, it's pretty hard to look at the ideal. But there's an even, you know, maybe a more advanced strategy around that that I, I figured out too that maybe we'll talk about in a second. But the, uh, you know, what that – that time period when I was looking at it, like it, it, I journaled, I thought a whole lot about, okay, what, what would really make me happy? And, and it was like hanging out with other cool entrepreneurs, doing really amazing stuff, and then making a difference in some way in the world. And that was what Bat- Maverick Business Adventures was born as. And the very first trip, like it was a completely different business than the information content space. And, yeah. and I'm like, all right, well, we'll figure this out. And I'm a big believer in like kind of setting up deadlines for yourself, right? That that you have to hit. So my, this one was January, 2008. We were going to go do a Baja racing trip. I have no idea how we're going to make it happen, but we're going to make it happen. And, and, you know, I don't know how we're going to get a, a celebrity there, or what we're going to do, but you know, whatever, I'll figure it out. And if anyone wants to come or not, we had like 26 people show up. It was pretty cool. We had uh, Jesse James, the motorcycle guy come hmm. and speak. Uh, and then, um, I kind of looked at our P&L from this, and it was like we're down $40,000 on that one oh, wow. venture. Uh, so I'm like, all right, well, that's that's interesting. And and so I'm like, okay, well, that you know, you need an investment, and that's fine. It's a whole different kind of business. And then fast forward a couple years into this thing, it's about $400,000 in, and uh, you know, between hiring people that we didn't necessarily need at the point of where we were – and and all sorts of things. My wife's like, all right, well, what are you doing with this thing? And I'm like, that's a good question. And and sometimes like you take that that passion is like a double edged sword. And and like I, I look at like our that life kind of will keep hitting you and bonking you on the head until you get the message. And for me, it actually took um, selling my Aston Martin to get that message finally. And it was like I, I remember waking up. I had like seventy thousand dollars that we were due for for all sorts of vendors and payroll to make with the team. And I'm like, like we had the publishing company that I wasn't really paying that much attention to because I wasn't passionate about it anymore. And, but I was really excited about Maverick, but it wasn't didn't have the right business model necessarily. Yeah, yeah the and, thing you were most excited about wasn't paying yeah. the bills. The thing you were at least excited about was probably paying the bills. It was, and it was it was a tough situation to be in. And, and it was like, I know there's something here, but I can't figure out what it is. 
And so you know, I literally sold my, my Aston, you know, not like, oh, boo-hoo, you know, poor Yannick, I have to sell <laughs> Aston Martin. It's not, it's not that big a deal. And, and to me, it's like, you know, it's a car, it's a thing. Uh, but it, that was the big enough bonk that I'm like, all right, we, we got to change what we're doing here or not do it. And, and then I really looked at, is my why big enough here? And, and the why wasn't big enough. If I was building an adventure travel company, that wasn't a big enough why. Um, the the big why was we really wanted to change the way business is played is what our, our mission is and so I went back and we renamed the, the group Maverick 1000 so now it's a, kind of a global collective of what I think you know 1000 entrepreneurs can actually change the world in some way and and so that was part of it and then we, before we actually uh, started interviewing you and I were talking right about the, uh, the, the the young entrepreneur group that we have yep. how there's a, that mixed mentorship relationship and that's called Maverick Next for young entrepreneurs 25 and under and then we have local chapters that we're starting so there's like a bigger sort of thing that we're work, really working on what I call this ecoverse and that that was to me like what I was willing to put my, my life towards and my life energy towards and during that time period I asked myself uh, a really important question and some people have heard a, a version of this but it's different some people have heard you know if you had six months to live what would you do yeah. well, if you couldn't fail what would you do I don't think that's the right question, or at least it wasn't for me. Um, out of this book, uh, Darren Greatly by Brené Brown, she has a, a version of this question called, what, what would you do even if you knew it would fail? And Ooh, was so big- I like that. Uh, two quick interjections here. So, yeah, I also don't really like that question of um, what would you do if you had seven days to live or even a month yeah. to live? You know, nobody knows. We, we would probably freak out half the time. <laughs> you know, like I'd probably crawl up in a ball. Um, and so it's, it's really hard to kind of put myself in that situation and then come out with an answer. Uh, I, I recently bought Brene Brown's book. That one, I just have not, it's in my Kindle. I have not yet read it because I've got like eight other books that I'm trying to finish simultaneously. But I love what you just said there because one of the other questions that I I was telling somebody at a conference this past week, I can't also wrap my head around an answer, is what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Like my brain won't go there. It just, or what would you do if money was no object? I was like, you know, for a while I would probably have a hell of a lot of fun and then after that I'd decide but I just my brain doesn't go there but I love what you just said and I want to explore that what would you do even if you knew you would fail yeah and so that puts it at a whole different level it's like okay what would you do even if you know you, you weren't attached to the results and and so you know this this gets into a bit of a, a spiritual concept of what you know, I was kind of alluding to earlier but this this is pretty prominent in this book uh, the Bhagavad Gita which is you know, read the, read great. It. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you know this already. So this is the, the idea of, you know, that we're, we're only entitled to our work and putting our full heart and soul into it and not the, uh, not entitled to the fruit of our labor. Yeah. And, and so the concept behind that is really, really powerful for, for entrepreneurs to not be attached to outside things like sales or accolades or press or, you know, you, you name it. And that, that starts freaking you know you out a bit and, and really dealing with that and and I it, that's it's a really it's a concept that that I continue to to work through it's like if I put my full heart and soul into something like honestly this this book that I just finished this evolved enterprise book like I do feel like I put my heart and soul into it and I don't care if I sell one copy when it when it comes out and it and, becomes a legacy for who you are and how you really believe in worst case scenario if you're 
closest friends and children, whatever, read that, it's probably worth it, right? Yeah, it is, and it's uh, it's it's pretty far powerful. I remember interviewing uh, Mark Echo from Echo Unlimited, yeah, um, and the clothing guy, and and you know, sold over a billion dollars of, of of this lifestyle brand that he's created, and and he had a book that he came out with, and and we were talking about this, and he's like, I I he said he said something like, I won, or I knew that I, I was I celebrated at the moment that the last uh, word was written, and he's like, and that you know that to me is a perfect essence of this. And it was this idea of like not not being attached to it. So this idea of you know what would you do even if you knew it would fail? Like so that that set up this whole notion of, of this ecosystem and that I knew would would be worth it regardless. Right. And and such a such a powerful question. And so during this period, like all these pieces of this framework of the evolved enterprise kind of started coming together. It also came from a lot of conversations from you know some really really top level entrepreneurs and icons. Uh, I've been really fortunate to spend about eight weeks with, with Richard Branson, um, you know, Tony Shea from Zappos and a bunch of other really amazing people. And some people, some that, that many re, uh, listeners may or may not know, like Ari Weinswig from Zingerman's and, and then Rich Tierlink, who's a former CEO of Harley Davidson, like kind of getting inside their heads, but also this Maverick group that I built, like, you know, they have seven, eight, nine figure businesses like to get get inside like what are they doing that's it's never about only the tactical stuff there's a whole other level of strategic ways that they think about their culture or the people they think about their their product or service and and then they think about building communities and so all, all these things have really started kind of gelling together over the last eight years where where i use maverick as a bit of my own sort of petri dish and to experiment on on this evolved enterprise process so I want to go back to a couple of things you just said that um, triggered. So a couple of these things, and I'll, I'll kind of hit them one at a time, and then we'll kind of address them. So one of them is like back, even back in the day, but also with this, is talking about changing the the way business is played. Yeah. Um, also, when you talk about you know not being uh, attached to the fruit of your labor, that we're not entitled to the fruit of our labor, we're entitled to the labor, right? So a lot of people, I'm actually, because I have given a lot of thought to this, I've read probably many of the same things you have and to a very large degree, I believe, um, very similar. I think a lot of people would probably have a hard time getting around, like maybe that doesn't really hit them where it needs to hit them because they might be thinking it's um, off the, I, I can think of a few friends with like, ah, no, that's hippie, woo woo, yeah, communist, sure. eh, socialist, communist, what do you mean, you know, not, you know that's not that's anti-capitalist. We should make as much money as possible. But I think what you're saying is it's it's that when you do the right work for the right reasons and you do it well, I mean those are the things that will really ignite most people, and they'll bring their best to that because they're not focusing on the reward. They're focusing on doing it because it's either the right thing to do or they absolutely love doing it and that they would do it for free if they could if they could survive right that a lot of time you know that's where the monetary reward that just becomes the byproduct the the financial success it's not the single driver right it's the you can you can be fabulously wealthy while doing amazing good yeah, let's let's jump into that for a second. So there's got to be a a sweet spot of like your personal passion, and of course marketplace demand or validation, and and you know some sort of 
business model or financial aspect to it that, that makes sense. And so if, if there's not, then you're simply, I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. maybe lying around your hammock because you think that's your best work. But if you really get down to it, that, that you know, your, your, your actual heart knows that that's not your best work anyway. Your best work is, is pretty much always going to be something that, that serves the world in a, in a better way. And it's really, really interesting when you, when you get there and it's, it's really, it's actually frequently kind of scary because a lot of times, and I have a lot of these conversations with, with Maverick members who are where I was about eight years ago. Like they're thinking about, okay, how can I, like there, there's this kind of nagging voice in their head about, you know, maybe there's something more that I can be doing or they know that there is, that they have more talent and more resources and, and kind of more wherewithal that they're going to put into something and but it's scary because it's like there's a little bit of the golden handcuffs with what they're currently doing. They're known for this. They don't want to necessarily rock the boat to really go out and go reinvent themselves or their business. Or but frequently it's that that's where they get to the real the real juice of of I don't know their 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 true path and their destiny of greatness as as I call it. And that that that's a really exciting place. It is. Um, do you feel? Because I could just see that some people, like I'm always trying to put myself in the shoes of a, you know, the various types of listeners I have, and then yeah. friends and stuff. So, it, this is something I could see a lot of people thinking. Well, that sounds great. That's like a, that's a, a an already successful person's problem. You know, oh, kind of when you're pyramid, yeah. what is it, Maslow's hierarchy? Oh, now you're looking for this uh, self actualization. Uh, but I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to get going. I'm just trying to put food on my family's um, table as well as uh, I'm just I'm trying to make payroll. Like, hey, at the end of the day, this this whole soul enterprise sounds really good, but I need money. I can't spend that on the things I need. Do you find that people at the lower levels of business have a harder time connecting to the importance of this, of an evolved enterprise, and starting from there versus – saying, well, I'll be more evolved once I reach the pinnacle and the peak and I have the luxury of worrying about, you know, my soul. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, so, so I love this because on the pragmatic level, an evolved enterprise actually makes you more money. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that, that's where it gets really exciting. It's like, how do we not only align this, the soul of our business ourselves with, with creating more impact and meaning but, and, and maybe more happiness for yourself, but also... Uh, how's it relate directly to making more profits? And that's where it gets really exciting to me because it's like maybe for the first sort of seven, eight years of my life or business life anyway, really deep into studying marketing, copywriting, persuasion, direct response marketing, influence, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And now it's like matching it up against, it's like kind of like merging your head and your heart. And, and that's where it gets really exciting. And there's, there's real pag- pragmatic data on this and it's happening from the inside out and the outside in as well. So there's a book that came out, I think about 10 years ago uh, in that time frame. It's called Firms of Endearment. And they looked at companies uh, who had a really, really deep, rich culture like, like Southwest Airlines and Starbucks and Container Store, uh, you know, companies, Whole Foods, uh, you know, not, not necessarily the, the level of, of a company that, that I run or uh, or, or you know that that you might run, Brad, or maybe the, the listeners. But it was really interesting to look at that their that these companies, their performance against the S and P, uh, which is you know the, the sort of the marketplace index, was fourteen hundred percent better. Oh wow! For a ten year period. So well, you know, and it, it's one of those things that it is. It's kind of this intangible. 
uh, quality, but it probably permeates throughout the business and creates more productive employees. Probably a much longer stick rate. Probably much more, you know, meaning loyal cust- uh, not just customers, but loyal employees and people who are willing to see the entire venture out through thick and thin because they believe in the underlying yep. soul of the business, right? So, yeah, permission. Right, exactly. So who are some of the um, – I mean, you've just named some big companies. I think there's a lot of big companies out there like Whole Foods, Zappos, different companies who, who kind of lead in this way. What are yep. some other companies that you really admire? And they don't have to be you know, Fortune 500, the, the household names, although you could name a couple if they're a perfect example of an evolved enterprise. You know, I, like, I like the smaller ones because that's where – that's kind of where I play more. Cool. So give a, give a shout-out to some of the companies or people or whatever that you think are – they're, they're a great exam- exemplar yeah. of this. So, so let me just define Evolved Enterprise real fast, and then I'll, I'll give you a couple Perfect. of examples. Yeah. Um, and I have 11 different, what I call Evolved Enterprise impact models in, inside the book that I talk about these different ways that, that these companies are, are, are using these models really to, to grow right now. But it, it's essentially, uh, it's, if you look at, think of like concentric circles, it, it starts from like, what's your deepest calling as, as a founder, as as person that started it's like what were you almost like designed to do so it starts with you it starts with involving yourself and then the next ring outside of it is the cause it's the uh like the reason why you're, you're doing what you're doing and and at that basic level like you mentioned hey that you know the guy or, or gal who's saying hey you know i need i need food for my table next week mm-hmm. so that's one motivator but if you get deeper into why they started their business there's always another reason and when we start linking that up with what's the core impact of what they want to do with their company, there, there's a, something big that happens there. Right. And, you know, going back real quick, going back to that other question, which is what, you know, what would you do if money was no object? I think a better way to phrase that, because that is such a big, big yeah. question. Like, okay, if Richard Branson's wealth was in your bank account, what would you do? Well, I'd party a lot, right? No. Um, yeah. But what would you do if... That you know, if if you knew that your monthly budget was all taken care of, what would you do if you knew that you would never have to worry about getting repossessed or putting groceries on the table? It's kind of like that smaller step yeah. up, like hey, money's coming. You can take as many trips as you want, but it, not that unlimited amount of money is no object because it's always an object. But I like what you just said there, and it kind of makes me think as well. Yeah, if if I don't have to worry, what what am I going to do? Well, it's also like, you know, who did you start? Yeah, who did you start the business for? I mean, you and I, I think, care tremendously about the same group of people, which are entrepreneurs. Yeah. And to me, entrepreneurs are the ones who are the massive value creators in this world and, and are the innovators and visionaries who, who can really change the game. And, and so for me, like, that, that's the best thing that I can possibly do because if I can be a, a catalyst or a spark for an entrepreneur, I know their influence is me far and wide between yeah, the their ripples. customers or their team. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, when I, that's why our mission is changing the way business is played. And so that becomes our why, our cause. But, you know, for other people, it's, it's who do they want to be a hero for? And it's, sometimes it's, oh, I saw this opportunity and, and that's fine. But, you know, when you start examining where you really want your, your business to be, there's, there's really going to be a marketplace or a group of people that, that you care significantly about that, that you want to help or you want to have a core impact in your in your company, or even that you want to use your company almost as like a uh, as as a model for for other people. So I, I promised I was going to mention big companies, but I got to mention one more. But Patagonia, yeah, uh, six hundred million dollar company. So you know the the guy who who started Ichinard, he uh, he just bought like this food company 
called Patagonia Provisions, and he just literally bought it, essentially, or started it so that he uh, he could show how to create sustainable food. Um, and and so like they'll do uh, salmon jerky and different things like that. And and so their whole reason is like showing sustainable business practices, and they've been a, a real leader in that in the in the apparel business. So you know you could use your business like that could be your reason why is using your business as as this model for for other things. But then on the concentric circle out, it's the evolved enterprise really it, it creates uh, communities that that just people that just love what you're doing so much that that they are zealots and fans and want to buy more from you. Mm-hmm. And and then your your culture, which is that internal part, is and the culture can even be with a virtual company. It's that your your team is aligned on a greater mission and they're willing to to you know do things that that they wouldn't if they're just showing up for a paycheck. And then the third little piece of that is the creation, which is the product or service and having that impact all, all built into that. So going back to your question, Brad, about the, you know, some of the kind of smaller companies that are really doing some cool, innovative things. Um, we had this guy named Dale Partridge come out and talk to the Maverick group. He, he started, or he's one of the co-founders of this company called sevenly.org. And they started off where it was $7 donation per t-shirt sold. And, and they'd have these unique designs and it was also for one week. So, you know, seven main big causes that they supported, $7 and it's a one week kind of limited edition thing is how they started. And, and so he was showing us just some of the stats behind what they were doing and, and they're not that old or maybe I think about three, three years old or so. And they've already been able to donate about $4 million out of that $7 donation and so that's that's pretty impressive. And so you can wow, back yeah. that up into how many transactions they've had to have. And what was even more impressive for me was that he he shared with us that eighty um, percent of their new customers come from social shares. So they they can spend way 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 less in advertising and acquisition for customers because their customers believe it. Yeah, they they have a strong identity now tied into this impact that they can wear a t shirt, spend a little bit of money, help with, make a difference, and then they also have. One of the things I talk about in the book is this impact scoreboard. So on the site, they can talk about, A, how much money they donate, but B, it correlates to directly how many people they've impacted. And so that gets exciting. That's another reason people want to want to share that. So that's one you know small company that, that is doing some pretty pretty big things with this uh, with one of the Evolved Enterprise impact models. Nice. So what about what, what's another company that is um, also – and I, I want to kind of preface it with like that is – doing some amazing good. They are evolved, but they're also like really profitable and got a great business model. It's kind of the best of the both worlds model because I don't want people to think like we've already kind of covered this, but um, I don't want people to think that this is, oh, it's how to run a nonprofit. It has nothing to do with that. This is how Definitely to. Definitely not. No, I'm a, I'm a capitalist at heart. Right, exactly. I'm an absolute capitalist and I think that, you know, th- this is so much more of, uh, of a model that works for everyone because business at its essence is a value exchange, right? So we're yep. the, the higher level of value that we provide for the for the customers, for our, our team, whoever it is that we're gonna we're gonna profit from from that. Exactly. You know, like one of the companies that I can think of that's doing this is a, he's a, one of my close friends. I actually helped him uh, with his marketing and build his stuff back in the day. But are you familiar with Drew Canoli from FitLife TV? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So, so Drew's a good friend of mine, and uh, he's he, he's a, is a good example of. I mean, he's a guy who would probably do what he's doing, even if he wasn't making money, because it's you know it's him. But he's got this cause and this community who absolutely loves him, and he 
you know, has recently been launching some supplements and people are sharing it all over the place, not just because, hey, it's a great product, but because they believe in the mission of helping people, etc. And it's, it's interesting to watch his growth based upon the power of that message that it's not about all, just not about all the cash. Yeah, for sure. I mean, other companies, like big companies, want to be associated with, with these evolved enterprises that because they have a great halo effect. Yeah, know? that's absolutely and, true. And partners want to be associated with it. And then celebrities or influencers, it's like, you know, everyone wants to be associated with something that's making a difference in the world in some way. And it, it gets really exciting. I mean, the probably the poster child for this is Tom Shoes. Right? Yeah, totally. It, yeah, I mean, they're, um, not many people know this, but they're a $300 million operation. Wow, uh, which uh, which kind of boggled my mind when I heard that, and I had the the, the good fortune to interview Blake on, on stage uh, last year and talking to him, and also he'll talk about is you know we've given away thirty five million pairs of shoes. Yeah. And so, and if any of my listeners don't know the story of Tom Shoes, well, a you should, but b it's uh, shoes. You can see them at Whole Foods in different places, but if you buy a pair of these shoes, they give a pair of shoes to either a child or a person in need in what, like third world countries, et cetera. So yeah. there's a lot of companies out there who have kind of jumped on that that similar model and bandwagon in the past. But I think, yeah, Tom's Shoes was the first one to, I don't know if they if they started that model, but man, it's had an impact like crazy. Really, yeah, they really blazed that trail and they probably got the most sort of, I don't know, bang for that. So it, it's like there, there's so many other models out there too. So it's not like you have to go with that. Like to me, I, I look at involved enterprises, like how do you move from transactional to transformational to even transcending what business can be? Okay. And, and it's like, almost like we can be artists, right? Like we can be, uh, we can use our business as a canvas and we can pick and choose kind of this elegant business model and figure out where, where the impact's going to come from and how it serves multiple people and how it actually creates marketing hooks and unique angles and, and all sorts of stuff. So like, uh, there, there's an interesting company that really, to me, embodies this uh, transcending model. They're called the Giving Keys. They're out of LA, hmm. and the story is, uh, is this: this gal, she's she was a, a rock star, and she had found like an old hotel key. She said, spent the night in some hotel and kept the key, and then she had something engraved on it like hope or love or something like that. Started showing it to people, and they really loved it. She started making some kind of on the side and selling them at our concerts. And they're always being sold out. And then, like, one night she met this homeless couple on Sunset Strip, took them out to dinner. Um, and then the guy's like, yeah, I'm actually, a, you know, out-of-work jewelry maker. And she's like, oh, can you do something like this? And, she, and he's like, yeah, of course. And and so they started they started making more of these around those messages. They'd have a message imprinted on these old keys. And, and so what they would do is they hire now people transitioning out of homelessness and, and then they also, like the idea behind it is if you have a key, it might say faith or hope or love or, or whatever it is, and the idea is someone else who needs that message more than you, you give it to them. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I just went to their website. That's really yeah. cool, givingkeys.com. Yeah, and then it's shared on the, on the blog, so it becomes a story. So there's like so many kind of interesting pieces that, that start working there, right, that become better hooks. And, and so they're in big big kind of uh, high-end boutiques like Fred Siegel and Beverly Hills. And wow, so these are these are like keys. Made, you buy them and it's made to kind of give them away when you feel... Yeah, when you feel compelled to and and it, that becomes a story and, and it's like, it's a pretty... And it also becomes a talking piece, right? So like yeah. when we talk about communities, one of the kind of what I call these little uh, community decoder pieces is, is that you can actually... You can actually create these very tight, cohesive groups 
by breaking down some of the things that, that, that other groups have done. And one of them is creating artifacts. And so an artifact is typically a physical something like, you know, uh, you look back at the Lance Armstrong, the Livestrong, like those yellow bracelets. Mm-hmm. They were all over the place and, you know, people would look at those and, and it used to be a really cool sort of artifact to be part of that movement. And now, like, if, if you're wearing a key around your neck, most people will be like, yeah, what, what is that? What is that exactly? Yeah. And it starts spreading spreading the message and, and talking about that. There's a, there's a charity called uh, Fallen Whistles that that uses that same concept, but it's a whistle because of there, there's kids in the Congo that they're in, they only go out with whistles in order to uh, identify kind of enemy combatants out there. And so they, they've used that really, really well. So there's a lot of ways of creating that tribe also, that, that community that, that continues to spread your message of what you're doing. And, and these are all just pieces. Like you just keep adding these pieces up and it becomes uh, all the parts become collectively way more than, than just the little pieces. That is really cool. I like, I, see, I love stories like this too because they're also, at the end of the day, when things, you know, once you once you started a business, like for entrepreneurs, the startup phase, although it's the most hectic, it's also, you know, for people like us, it's the most fun, admit it. Sure. Um, but the things that most of us hate is once it gets into like a successful business and it just the daily operations, et cetera, and it's okay, it's churning out money and that's cool. But a lot of times we lose the interest and focus because, okay, we've done it. We crave, we crave more. We crave maybe more excitement or passion or, you know, just that, that startup phase. A lot of entrepreneurs are not good managers. But it seems like this is a way when you're able to start something that's bigger than just the business, that it's a way to kind of keep that momentum going and keep that passion for the business because you know, hey, we may be making a lot of money, but we're also making a big difference. Right. I, I mean, I, I talk about like falling back in love with your business. Right. And right. and that's that's what we really need as entrepreneurs. If we're you know going through what is bigger than a burnout, it's like kind of a, a crisis of meaning. Yeah, because even if you're making a lot of money and you're not passionate about the normal business anymore, you know that it's it's about something much bigger. So I want to use this to transition into something that I hope will be really um, informational and uh, useful for my listeners, but I know will be very useful for me personally. So if you don't mind me being a little selfish, <laughs> I mentioned offline before we got on the call that I'm I'm officially working with a company now that's launching a consumer product. And I'm going to keep this on this episode on the down low as far as exactly what it is in the brand because it is still pre-launch. But um, I was brought in to advise and then given a significant equity piece in the business. And I really believe in it. I think it's going to be great. And what I will tell you, that the listening audience, is that it is a consumer product for women with a very empowering message. But it is a consumable product. And you already know what it is, Yannick. But um, we are in the early phases of planning the rollout and planning this message. And this message of it's not about the product for us. It's about providing, you know, creating a, a community who and you know who really believes in this product and and the brand and the lifestyle that ha- will have a, a a give back component and the messaging around it so for women i mean this will be for women who are who are i'd like to say professional like the avatar is like professional women who are breaking the glass ceiling who are independent and 
you know, taking control of their own lives and want more out of their life and want to just suck the nectar out of life. Um, some of the things we are planning have to do with the, um, you know, the messaging. So the message is not all the messaging, whether it's, you know, the blog articles and content, et cetera, is not just about the product. It's really about the, the audience, the woman, et cetera. What are some things that if you were embarking on a, on a venture like this that you might think about doing to a make a big splash in the community and, and to and to and to kind of get the attention of the avatar of the or the demographic but then also to kind of be able to give back in a cool way so you know one of the things we've thought about is the whole tom shoes model is donating to you know donating whether it's money or or product or or whatever to um people in need what are some of the things based upon your research and based upon your experience and connections, et cetera, that you think might might be a great thing to think about as we build this out? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, uh, one thing that, that I want to just kind of point out because I think it's interesting and a lot of people do this exact same thing is, is they, they'll, they'll call it give back. Yeah. Hey, guys. Before I get to the second half of the interview with Yannick, the part where he gives me very specific advice about a very real company that I am very involved with launching and bringing to life, I wanted to let you know that I'm not posting this part on iTunes. But don't worry, you can get the second half of this interview at baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash Yannick, the number two. Now, the link for that will be in the show notes. And when you go to that page, you'll notice that um, I'm going to ask you for your email address to download the rest of the audio. The reason I'm doing this is because the information he's about to share with me is very, very valuable and it's a very personal to my business. And I don't just want it floating around there you know, for everybody on iTunes. I am going to ask you to join my newsletter in order to get it, but I think you're going to love what's coming out of that. And it's simply a way for me to reward the people that I'm closest with and that follow me the, the most with a little bonus uh, by subscribing. So just go over to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash Yannick and then the number two. Okay? So I am going to bring back in the end of the episode here with Yannick having edited this out. And we'll see who really has been listening and who wants to know even more. And if you do want to know even more, I'll reward you in a lot of other ways. But go over to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash Yannick two. And now let's pick up at the very end of the conversation where I left off with Yannick right now. That is really cool. Um, now I'll tell you what, I've, I have been uh, really enjoying both aspects of this. The first half of the episode where we just kind of talked about the, um, the, uh, the concept and, and what you're doing and the, the, what an evolved enterprise is. And then obviously the second part where we've been kind of diving in and showing how this works in a real world. And this is, you know, for this venture that I'm involved with, this is in the startup phase and we are planning it out to be an evolved enterprise from day one. Yeah. Right? I love that. yeah. And so, and that's why also Dimitri who introduced us uh, officially for this, who's a, an unbelievable web designer. If you guys, you know, are interested in that, contact me and I'll put you in contact with him. But, um, he, uh, he couldn't have made this at a better time because, as you know, the, the, this information is actionable, and I'm, I'm going to keep you up to date with what's going on with this. Because uh, you know, if you, if you kind of want to follow along and see how I put some of your advice into practice, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
Your let's t- so the book itself it's called Evolved Enterprise, right? It's called Evolved Enterprise. Yep. Nice. So best place to grab that. It comes at so today is uh, October twenty third. So what is the actual release date? The twenty uh, fifth. Yeah, twenty fifth. So just oh. in a couple days, and cool. uh, we'll have to get this thing out soon. Uh, yeah, if possible. I mean, it's uh, it'll, hopefully it'll be out for many years to come. But it's it yeah. starts just off on our on our website. We're not selling it anywhere else. Nice. And it's going to be uh, my my goal is to get ten thousand copies of these out, and I look at them as as seeds that can you know that plant unique conversations like what we just had, and, and unique kind of either reinventing what's going on in your business or or totally from scratch, like thinking about these concepts. And and so I'm going to get ten thousand copies out at my cost. Um, so it's pretty transparent on the site, like what it costs us for shipping and 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 postage and, and printing and so forth. And and it's it's going to be really inexpensive. I mean, it's it's less than like what some people when they do the the free plus just pay shipping. Right <laughs> yeah, it's less than that. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty. It's a really great deal to get in right now. Obviously, as we're giving away those those ten thousand copies at our cost. And and then of course we want to know what what you're doing with them. And we started a small private Facebook community that's been growing. And it's it's just really exciting to see people really resonate with this. And I'm getting a we've gotten amazing sort of blurbs and testimonials from people like at the highest levels, like John Paul DeJoria, who co-founded Patron Tequila, mm-hmm. and Chip Conley, CEO of Joie de Vivre Hotel, second largest boutique hotelier in the world or, or former CEO. And so like, you know, those kind of people are, are, to, are in line with this. And then real world entrepreneurs who are in the trenches every day, you know, like that to me is really even more exciting. Like how to use this and, and how do we, how do we make a difference and rewrite business? Yeah, that's awesome. So people can get that at evolved org and .com. Is it? Yeah, evolved, yep, evolvedenterprise.com or .org. Cool. And I see right now you can download the first three chapters for free or go ahead and buy it. And, you know, I, I recommend everybody obviously goes and gets the entire thing, especially if any of this has resonated with you. So, um, before it's be we. the best seven, eight, I don't know what it's going to end up being. It'll be the best seven bucks you can spend for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. So, the, the way. You're a smart guy. You you're not just necessarily selling the book just to sell the book. Is there does this help feed into anything else bigger around this? Whether it's you know obviously you're building the community and you're putting much needed information in people's hands. Does this help you identify good members for for Maverick? Is there something bigger that you want to talk about, or we'll kind of keep that on the down low? <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. It's uh, you know I. I haven't really put out anything new information-wise in many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this has been almost like incubating and percolating. Uh, and, and for a while, I really didn't feel like I had anything new necessarily put out there. I was just really busy with growing the Maverick Group and what we were doing there. And so, yeah, this is kind of the, the first revamp and of going back into the educational space all around Evolved Enterprise. And we're actually, uh, on, the, on the back of this is a... We don't know exactly what the name of it's going to be. It's either Evolved Enterprise, Catalyst Coalition, or Global Alliance, but it's essentially a co-op. It's almost like an association on steroids mm-hmm. for uh, for entrepreneurs that are uh, building these evolved enterprises and that we can all benefit from it. And, and we'll be putting out uh, ads in USA Today and, and other magazines and places and hiring PR teams and letting these, these companies really get amplify their message of, of who they are, what they're doing, and then bring them together with also accelerated and advanced information all around. That's, that's fantastic. 
So is there are there any nuts out there you're trying to crack right now, whether it's resources you're looking for, people, um, I mean, publicity avenues for this? Is there anything that this is where either myself or any of my you know listeners you know could potentially help you out, whether it's uh, yeah, you know, helping uh, promote this, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, of course, I'd love I'd love any any help kind of getting the word out about about the book mm-hmm. uh, is 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 number one. Um, number two, we have we have probably about a half dozen sort of ideas that have been sitting on the shelf that are evolved enterprises that we want to get out there, including one really specific one that's in the book um, that helps Haitian orphans. So we go to Haiti once a, once a year. Hmm. I promised uh, the person that that runs this this orphanage that I was going to create a self sustaining business for them. So the model is essentially in the book, and and what we need is a key driver for it, and we already have distribution and marketing kind of lined up and I even wrote I got so excited about it, I wrote about 80% of the copy already oh wow uh, but, so we need a key person to drive that and run it do you know do you know Vinny Fisher by any chance I don't know so Vinny I actually just got he's been a close friend of mine I've met him he's actually a, a member of my mastermind and I met him at I think I met him at War Room originally and um, he is um, he's the CEO of a company called Fully Accountable uh, which is amazing. He just had this big strategy and execution summit in, in Cleveland. I got home from last night. That's just, you know, whatever. I do believe that Haiti is um, a very, very big thing on his radar. He organizes trips down there with other entrepreneurs, etc. One of my business partners, Kent Clothier, went down there a couple years ago with him and changed his life. And I think he does this at least once a year where he brings other entrepreneurs down to help whether it's volunteer or solve problems, etc. And I am I'd be thrilled to introduce the two of you guys. He's he's amazing dude. Got a great company called Fully Accountable, which is like um, outsourced CFO but plus like on steroids. But whether or not there that's a direct resource that can help you out, I know that it'll be kind of like minds and um, if there's anything, you know, the connection will be amazing, period. But especially as it comes to Haiti. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, you know, we've been kind of playing around with this model of having a young entrepreneur drive it and run each one, but then figuring out what's the, you know, is there a buy-in or what, what that looks like because we have we have all the resources to jumpstart it. You know, one email will get the thing going with this idea is, but then it's running it in the, the key sort of day-to-day. Nice. Yep, I'm going to make that. I just yeah. made a note to make that introduction okay. there. Awesome. So... I'm gonna. I mean, you've obviously got a lot of websites. If you evolvedenterprise.com or .org, you can go to uh, yonicksilver.com, yep. maverickbusinessadventures.com. Is there any el- anywhere else you kind of want to direct people uh, to? Or? You know, uh, Ma- Maverick uh, Maverick MBA is a place that we'll be updating our, our blog there, and Yonic Silver is my personal blog uh, that I update every every so often. I'll, and I'll put all those in the show notes, and people can kind of check them out. Yonic, I can't tell you how much I appreciate. Your time here, and I'm going to be following up with some, you know, some introductions to you, both with Vinny, some other, you know, really high-end podcasts as as well. If you're interested in yeah. sharing this message again, um, and for my listeners, if there is anything out there that really resonated with you and really kind of made you think I need more information on this, go get uh, go get Yannick's book at EvolvedEnterprise.com. Grab it, read it, uh, email him, email me if you have any questions about this topic specifically. You can always email me at askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. And I, re- I read each and every one of them, and I reply 
uh, to all of them, especially if they're you know, really, really good questions. If there's a way I can help you out, help your business, make an introduction, uh, be a resource in any way, or even just kind of give you a second opinion on your strategy and your business. And if there's a way for us to work together, that's awesome. If not, I just appreciate you listening. Uh, I mentioned this in the beginning of the show that if you're not already a subscriber on iTunes, go do that. We're also on Stitcher. And if you're on Android, etc., iTunes doesn't work for you. You can subscribe and get updated on every single episode that I do, as well as jump on the newsletter where I share some of the uh, really juicy stuff that I just don't put out there in public on uh, you know, on, the, on iTunes for free, you can always get that over at baconrabbusiness.com and you know a lot of other resources. Uh, Yannick, man, I really appreciate the time. This has been really cool to connect with you, and I look forward to staying in contact and you know seeing what yeah, else we I can do in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Fred. All right, brother. Appreciate right. you and appreciate all my listeners. Take care. Cool. That was great. Yeah, thank you. That was wonderful. I got a uh, 315. Oh, crap. Gotta, you better, you better roll. All right, I'll ping you when this is ready, and uh, should be probably the next episode coming out. So okay, all right, yeah, thank you for uh, you know getting that out so quick. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely would love to love to see you somewhere. Uh, you need to come out to some of the stuff that we're doing. Like we'd have this annual summer camp called Camp Maverick that I think you would really like. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, ping yeah. me if, if there's if you got some upcoming events. Uh, just shoot me an email and let me know. Okay. Or or anything else you're going to. I go to a decent amount of stuff as well. So all right, perfect. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.